welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to Acres of Diamonds with Bob Larson from the Settlement Masters. Today we're going to be talking about how you can move into the upper markets with life settlements. And specifically, obviously, we're talking to advisors uh, here. But good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. I am really raring to go. I'm excited about our podcast this morning, and I'm hoping that the advisors are using these. Uh, they're helpful, and I know they are because we use them with advisors in the legal and accounting community, and they're getting a lot of value out of it. So I'm raring to go. All right. Well, then we'll just jump in. Bob, I know that we've we've spoken extensively about life settlements and the need for elderly clients who are considering letting their policies lapse or go. They need to be asking their agent to help get their policy evaluated. I know, obviously, if if the agent is able to help them and and can and can work in this market, then it's going to help them to move into that upper market, like you're like you're saying. But fundamentally, can you remind us what is the best approach an agent can take with his client? Well, here's the raw facts, uh, and this has been told to me by just tons of people that I know throughout the industry that ninety. Over 90% of all agents do not evaluate or review life insurance contracts of clients. And as a result of that, there, is, there really isn't any reporting outside of the annual reports that they get from the insurance industry. And those reports don't really reflect problems other than the fact that the policy may lapse at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the client doesn't get it and when they get these annual reports uh, until all of a sudden the contract is requiring more premium mm. and they get a they get an annual report and it says that the premium that they owe is three times what they've been used to paying to keep the policy in force. And this is really upsetting to the client, upsetting to the fact that nobody's ever told him. And unfortunately, the uh, advisor has missed out on a great opportunity. Uh, and the opportunity is to be proactive in this area, mm-hmm. to actually make sure that the client knows that they're going to give them some review every year of the of the condition of the contract so that the client can feel at ease over the fact the policy is operating as it should. So it, it's really a an issue where the, the agent, the advisor, has got to leave an open door into this subject matter. The subject matter is that we're going to make sure that your contract stays in force. We're going to make sure that we are reviewing the contract at least annually. And I'll be there for you to help you come up with solutions if, in fact, we have a problem. So it it sounds like as long as they're open to the conversation and they have that kind of that open door approach, that the reviewing policy, the reviewing, any advisor who is, a true fiduciary should be reviewing things all the time for their clients and making sure that everything is in their best interest. Cause that's exactly what a fiduciary is. So how would this open door approach really translate to life settlements specifically? Well, I hope that the advisors listening to this podcast today will listen to the fact that we're not pitching doing business with our company necessarily. 
If you believe you can find a company that's got 50 years of life insurance experience, that understands life insurance contracts inside and out, that does a complete analysis of the policy and compares the net present value of the policy versus what the institutional market might pay for that policy mm-hmm. so that a diagnostic full report is given to the client, giving them complete options as to whether or not the family would be better off by selling the contract from an economic standpoint versus keeping the policy and paying premium. Life insurance is an asset class, Eric, mm-hmm. and it should be properly priced like any other asset class. It should be properly reviewed. If it's not properly reviewed, if it's not properly priced, it's going to be very shocking to the owner when they find out that the cost of carrying the contract may be three, five, ten times more than what they've been paying in the past. So the open door really is to set the stage that we're going to do a complete analysis, especially people in their 80s and 90s, a complete analysis on the contract so that they know what the economics are. Settlements are really just a solution to a problem. And it's not selling the idea of people selling the policy. It's helping them understand what the economics look like. If the economics for the family mean that they're going to have more money to enjoy seeing their children and grandchildren use that money during their lifetime, and they do not want the policy, they don't need the policy, they can't afford the policy, or whatever the reason is, then the economics make sense to potentially move the contract to an institutional trust. And as you know, there's been many of the carriers that have raised this cost, this internal cost of insurance. And when they did that, uh, it has literally destroyed the cost matrix of the policy by having the policy owner have to pay three to five times more than they would in the past. Don't let this happen to you. Don't let the policy end up in bankruptcy before you get a call. Don't let it happen because it's not a pleasant experience when you're walking backward trying to catch up. Set the door open. Open that door up to have the client know when they're in the 80s and 90s that you're going to be meticulously watching over this contract and you're going to be comparing the economics of keeping it versus selling it as you progress. So if something like that happens, the client feels like you're on top of it. And I know that you guys do a, an in-depth analysis. We've talked about that on other podcasts before. Um, do, do other companies provide that type of service? Well, we've been told by Lloyds of London, who insures us and the advisors we work with, that we've been told that no other, no other firm does it. I've been told mm-hmm. by Abacus. I've been told by Magna. I've been told by many of the providers that nobody does this. I flew to Dallas about four weeks ago, talked to the president of Vita Capital. Nobody does this. People in the industry are just trying to sell for commissions. We want to do what's right for the client. We want to protect the advisor in the transaction as well as the client. We want to make sure that the client understands the advisor has, with his partnership with Settlement Masters or a company that does this, if you can find one, absolutely lays out what the economics are. So when they look at what they've got, they can make an economic decision. It's not emotional. It's not like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. It's everybody signs off on the fact that this is the better economic decision. Now, I, you know, this is redundant, but I told you some time ago, Eric, that the one of the large trust companies, I think it's the second largest trust company in America, uh, they brought us in to do a case. We did our compliance report at the close of the case. 
and a grandson that was disenfranchised from the family mm-hmm. when the grandpa died came in and sued the trustee, the trust company, and was about to sue us. We delivered the compliance report that shows all this analysis to the litigators. And three days later, they dropped the case on the trustee, the trust company, and they didn't name us. So that's the power of doing this. It's everybody understands that they made an informed decision of how they can keep the policy compared to the economics of selling it in the institutional market. Nobody, as we've been told, takes the time to interface with a client, and we do it with speed, accuracy, our our completion time when they want to move ahead is as fast or better than anybody in the industry, and we are absolutely doing all this extra work at the same time. So this this approach, the settlements, the entire thing that you help clients do to help their clients, we know that this is something that will help them uh, approach those upper markets in a, in a very valuable way. Uh, how, explain why. I mean, explain why that is. Well, here's the thing. People think that a settlement is a one-off thing, and when you run into somebody that says, I don't want my policy, wow, then you may have a settlement. That's archaic. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Every client that you have that's 50, the high probability is they have a grandfather and they may have a parent that's still living, Mm -hmm. but the grandfather certainly is in the 80, 90 category. Now, one out of five will have an estate and one out of five will have purchased some life insurance as a result of the estate plan. The grandson can bring that information to the grandfather saying, you know, I found this information to be helpful. Uh, it's a it's a great way to be able to evaluate the economics of the policy. It's a third party opinion, and I think we ought to do it. I have more advisors that have increased their business as a result of doing the one up uh, parents to grandparents, grandchildren to grandparents. When they meet with a, an attorney, who's his who's his father, his mother, find people that have uh, estate plans. They're not all going to have estate plans, but Mm -hmm. many of them will have life insurance and it's still in force in the 80s and 90s. It's a great way to prospect up. You get into the uh, the wealthy uh, senior market, you're going to have a chance of doing a lot of extra work. You have a lot of assets under management that you can uh, attach yourself to. You have long-term care issues. You have retirement issues. All kinds of things you've seen on television, the programs that are Uh, that we put out that help clients increase their retirement, help them buy long-term care. Uh, You know, getting into the senior wealthy market is what a lot of uh, advisors try to do, but they don't know how to do it. When you're talking about the evaluation of a contract, the economics of of an asset class called life insurance, you end up being able to discuss something that has to do with bringing value to a client, bringing money to a client that he didn't know he had. Now, most of you that are out there are asking people to reallocate money from one thing to another. You're asking them to invest in something that they don't currently have. If you bring them the money on something that they're losing on, you know, you have to ask yourself the question. If somebody brought you an idea that could could value, uh, bring you a value that is vastly more than what you believe the the asset to be worth, would you find that added value to be helpful? Mm -hmm. Would you look to that advisor as being someone that's outside of the box, 
someone that is trying to help you instead of just help them. So I highly encourage people to operate with the concept of one up. If you're into the market, you've got people that have parents and grandparents that have policies that are in their 80s and 90s that have problems. I guarantee it. And if you'll do that regularly, you're going to find one out of five, one out of six, one out of seven. That's going to be an awesome opportunity for the client. And if you're able to receive compensation, uh, you'll be able to receive a high percentage of the compensation that comes from the transaction. We do all the work. We do all the analytics for you. We represent you to the client. We brag on you to the client that you selected this service to help them uh, in their analysis. So moving up the mar- moving up to the senior wealthy market is, a to me, a no-brainer. And for those of you that are listening, I highly encourage you to think this way because you're going to find gold in those mountains and you're going to be able to help people like nobody's helping them. This is an important tidal wave of opportunity. The next 11 years, there's going to be $150, $200 billion of face amount each year that's going to drop off the books because no advisor advised them on the opportunity to analyze the contract to see whether or not there's gold in that in that policy that's far va- more valuable than what the policy owner thinks. Now, you stated a, a bunch of benefits, and one of the things that I didn't hear, but you and I have talked about before, and I just want to reiterate, is that, Bob, if I go to a good restaurant and I have a great meal, I tell people, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, I had the best steak, da, 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 whatever it is. I, I, I will tell people, I'll tell my parents, I'll tell my kids, or, you know, I'll tell, you know, my friends that I'm with, man, this was, this is fantastic. It's going to be even more so if you are able to help somebody in their seventies or eighties and they're able to do this and get value where there was no value or something they were going to have to give up. They're going to be talking to people that's going to spread that message. And especially within their own family, when, when their kids or grandkids see how much an advisor has helped their grandparents change something that was a loss into something that was a gain, I, I think that that would be huge and, and really tie an advisor to the family. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. I mean, it's something that's uncommon. I can tell you how uncommon it is because advisors, we work with them all the time. And most of them do not know either their broker dealer doesn't want them to do it. We just had one of the largest broker dealers in the country make us a preferred provider. Trust companies are making us preferred providers. Uh, Law firms are using us. Listen, if you have a broker dealer that can talk to me, I will show them that it is their fiduciary responsibility to have this kind of of, uh, compliance reporting done on every client that has any kind of a life insurance contract that's in the 80s and 90s. Hmm. Uh, Trust me, there are fiduciary laws that are going to be visible in the next 12 months. Uh, They're already starting to boil. Uh, I know the attorneys that are taking this on. It's like a new wave for the litigators, and it's going to be really uncomfortable for a lot of advisors. Uh, Just as an example, there was an advisor here in Orange County about two months ago, the 1035 to life insurance policy into an annuity, which is a common thing to do. The policy wasn't needed anymore. The client wanted more retirement income. So he 1035 the contract into an annuity. The policy had a cash value of 200 and some thousand. He moved it over into an annuity. Everything, everything was fine until one of our advisors that, that uses us as a, a consulting group uh, they 
evaluated the contract through us, and the policy had been worth a million dollars. Now, the client found that out, and he really wasn't very happy that the, that the advisor, that the uh, investment manager did not know that that policy had a much greater value, five times value that could have been five times more of the retirement income than what happened. I mean, it was terrible. They sued. Uh, the investment manager had to come up with a half a million dollars. This kind of thing's going to happen. Trust me. It happens every day to good advisors that are thinking they're doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what they're not doing is understanding that this is an anomaly, that this tidal wave is occurring right now, and it will continue to occur for the next 11 years, destroying a lot of value that could be in the hands of a client. Yeah. Now, no, Bob, when, when we've talked, spoken on many of these podcasts, you, you kind of make this sound easy. I'll be honest. <laughs> you kind of you make it sound easy. Is it really? Is the process easy? Yeah. Is, I mean, is, is the entire process easy? Is this easy for advisors to do? Well, it is. No, it's not easy for them for the, I'll be general. I'll generalize here. It's not easy for an advisor to understand who is a prospect and who isn't. Once they get that, all they have to do is cue us up. We do the rest. They don't have to do anything. We get all the medical records. We package this. We communicate with the advisor every week, letting them know exactly where it is. If we're on the client, uh, on the phone with the client, we give the advisor the information so they can be on the phone with the client. We promote the, the, the advisor as someone that is highly diligent in the fact that they are having this uh, analysis done for them. Uh, it is not easy if they don't have our training. Our training makes it easy. You know, it, 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 is, it is a matter of perception. 99% of the people that we have worked with over the last 15 years have been uh, people that have run across somebody that wanted to drop their policy. That's not the way to do this. The way to do this is to put it as a part of your your, your due diligence process mm-hmm. when you're talking to a new client, ask some questions about their grandfather, their father, uh, find out what their inheritance might be looking like, you know, find out some questions that have to do with the settlement space, which would mean, have they done estate planning? If so, do you know who the trustees are? Do they have trusts? Have they purchased life insurance? Uh, would you allow us to talk to them with the intention of making sure that these things are safe? Uh, normally, normally the, the, the person you're talking to is the beneficiary of all this. So certainly they want to make sure that the planning that grandpa did is, is safe. So, you know, is it easy? It is if they use us because we take the burden. We ensure the, the advisor. We, we do a diagnostic uh, compliance report. Uh, we do everything that the BDs are approving as a result of our work. And, and so we make it easy for them if they'll learn how to queue us up and learn how to qualify uh, the right kind of candidate. All right. Well, again, it, it, it is easy, I suppose. If, you know, if, like fixing my car is easy if I take it to a mechanic, right? I mean, it's, right. it's not easy if I do it myself. Right. Uh, making myself a five-course dinner is not easy. And I probably wouldn't want to eat about three of those courses, Bob. <laughs> but having somebody else do that for me, yeah, that's easy. So that makes a lot of sense. So right. if somebody wants to learn how to not just stumble across somebody who needs help, but really implement it in their practice, like you said, how do they reach out to you? 
Well, they can go on the website, thesettlementmasters.com, T-H-E, settlementmasters.com, to begin with, uh, and read over what, what I've just given you. And then they can call direct at 877-927-7243. Uh, that's 877-927-7243. And, and make a list of questions. Uh, some of you have already done the settlement and had good or bad results. Uh, give us a call. Don't sit down and wait. Give us a call. Make sure that you can put this in your battle bag so that the year 2019 ends up with three, four, five hundred thousand of additional compensation to you and a lot of happy clients that nobody was touching but you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Bob, so much for your time. Again, what was that phone number? 877-927-7243. Fantastic. And thank you all for listening today. And thank you all for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This will make it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, family, and your colleagues. Again, Thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.